Praise the Lord. It's a joy to be in the house of God. And I had to migrate from that side to that side and just waiting for the Red Sea to open in. Thank God. Christmas time. And uh, God is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. Yeah. And uh, excuse me, I may raise my voice when necessary. Don't go out. Um, service is not over. Pentecostal preachers, you hope you understand. Um, uh, I want to thank God. Uh, that he gives us grace to to meet in this manner and we also need to remember other parts of our country and the nations around the world that they don't have this kind of opportunity and so we are so grateful uh, grateful to uh, pastor I hope we are praying and uh, uh, interceding for him also want to take time to thank pastor Prem would you put your hands together for pastor Prem please yeah he's uh, I think he's not uh, shared this but I take the liberty he's my dear friend uh, 20 years my June, June senior um, and uh, we've been we've been uh, I, I thank God for his life and and auntie also uh, I think it was in the month of October he was scheduled to travel to a couple of countries and then uh, in Chennai if I'm not wrong as he was coming back the Lord put a word to him and telling shut down all your travels international and at the right time uh, he got to know the health crisis that our pastor was going through and and thank God for Pastor Prem that he could chip in these two, three months in holding the fort. And uh, amen. 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 This is family. I think we need to recognize uh, the hard work and the labor that uh, men of God and women of God do in this place. Christmas story. Please don't refer the Bible. This is not there. Heaven was planning to send Jesus Christ. And there was a committee meeting in heaven. A lot of chai was happening and the angels of the Lord uh, began to discuss how to send Jesus to the earth and Jesus being the savior of the world and so uh, the the all the angels uh, the heads came to Jesus uh, came to the father um, and they said you know we want to prepare a grand entry of Jesus into the planet and I don't know how many earths are there but we know there's one planet called earth and so um, yeah, don't refer the bible too much on this here so one of the angels said we're going to have a fantastic star-studded presentation when Jesus comes in. We're going to open the floodlights. We're going to have super display. Uh, we're going to beat the 2022 Doha FIFA World Cup. You know, So the angels were thinking of all that. And then uh, another angel, I, I don't know the name of it, must be Gabriel. Gabriel's brother. Nobody. Okay. Um, they were telling we're going to do a fantastic multi-harmonious pitch perfect angelic choir we're going to go through a medley and a cantata when this is going to come we're going to have a huge light presentation and sound presentation and so they all took their proposals went to the father and they said father you know your son is going to be the savior of the world Isaiah 9 6 700 years ago he's going to be this 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 and this and so we want heaven to open up and then we want to do this presentation and so we brought our proposals for approval and so the father says, okay, fine, I'll be in my cabin. Let me think through. And um, you know, heaven can do anything they want. So the father went, went into a deep meditation. And then he said, let me think about uh, what needs to be done when my son comes to the planet. After much contemplation, the father said, one star, one song. That's all when my son comes. So that's why during Christmas, there was only one star. Jesus was not a five star. And there was only one song. There were three songs featured during Christmas. Anybody know the three songs? One is the national anthem. No. 
Anybody, what are the three songs we have? Who? Oh yeah, what are the three songs? Okay, that's the angel song. That's one, yes. What? Oh, they sang in the Bible? Wow. My goodness, I want your Bible. Yeah. You have the Mary song. Good, good. Hark the Herald, probably they would have sang. I don't know, but, but it's not featured there in the Bible. You have the Mary song. You have the Zechariah song. Mary, Zechariah gets around 11 verses. Mary gets somewhere 9 to 10 verses. And the angels get only one verse. One song. One star. One verse. That's all heaven did. And I want to tell how God stooped down to save us. And all other props for Christmas were all of the earth. And so today, I mean, I'm not going to speak about one song and one star, but I just want to speak about we all have one life. There is only one life. C.T. Studd, the missionary, said, he was a cricketer turned missionary to China. He said, there is only one life. Soon it will pass. What is done for Christ will only last. Sometimes it's like that star. You appear, you disappear. Did you know that the star disappeared when the wise men were going? When they found the star, they were overjoyed. That's what the Bible says. One song. Just imagine how much the angels would have practiced. Today evening we have a Christmas program. So much of practice is going on. Which God, which beat, which choir, how many people, what dress, red, blue, yellow. So much goes on for that one evening. Just imagine how much the angels would have done. And they got, look at the lyrics of that. Luke 2.14, that's all. Glory to God in the highest. Glory means God gets all the praise. He's the man for the show. And he's all that we want. So we all have one life. Soon it will pass. What is done for Christ will only last. And so at the fag end of the year, I want to bring a challenge this morning. And uh, Pastor Prem is here. He'll surely put me on time. And, and uh, we will have a wonderful uh, moment. The psalmist said, today if you hear his voice, do not. The heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. And the problem of us as believers is we hear so many words, so many preachings. With YouTube, it's quadrupled. And I want us this morning that, that we, our heart will not become so hard that we bounce back. You know. And I pray that there will be deep conviction in my own life, in our lives. And I pray that this one life that we have will make it significant. The one who wrote Ecclesiastes, some say Solomon, some say others. But he's called the teacher. And 38 times this word comes in in Hebrew. It's called Hebel. Everybody say Hebel. You got to tell it like me. Hebel. Have you tried one more? Hebel. You know what's the first word? The first thing that came out of your mouth? What is that called? It's called the breath. Hebel is breath. Vapor. And this wise man put all of life into this one word called vapor. Life is a vapor. Vapor does three things. First thing, vapor is so flimsy, you can't hold it. There's no foundation for vapor. Life is like a vapor. It just comes, it just disappears. Second, it's fleeting. You can't hold vapor. You think you have it. You think you get it. You think you got a job. You think you can make it. You think you can study. You think you can... It's gone. Fleeting. Third, vapor is foul. Can you ever try this? And then smell it and say, Wow, Pachasani. I think I stand my own brand of perfumes and shoot it out in Paris. You know, vapor is foul. Fleeting, 
flimsy and foul and then he said this word meaningless 38 times that's that's in and so unless we make our life count life will flee 2019 god has given yet another year for us to make life count and i pray that this morning as i bring the challenge our hearts will be open to listen to the sound of the holy spirit amen so um i i just put it uh, can we have okay is it moving my gun is uh, not operational yeah can we go to the next slide please ah oh, wow just one life to seize the season everybody say seize the season seize the season there are two words for time in greek there are two words are chronos and kairos there are two words for time one is chronos chronos we get this word chronology chronology means measured time time that is measured by years months weeks days hours minutes seconds at 15 i will become a champion sachin tendulkar at 11 i'll get into big time cricket 15 he was playing west indies and after that he was in international cricket he scored so many centuries and then you measure your life by time at 18 i want to be in the college at 21 i want to get married at 25 i want another house i at 38 you saw an advertisement there in martel i think it was coming at 38 you can have your own house at 38 our parents at 60 they were scratching their head but at 38 you can finish the job you see chronology another word for time is called kairos kairos means appointed time let's say you have dr banerji around your house and then you want he you meet him at the walk you meet him at the mall you meet him at the shop you can meet this doctor anytime you want and just say you say hey doctor i want to meet you he doesn't stop there and say fine let me tell me your problem let me discuss he says if you want me you need to take an ah at the appointed time he will see you at his clinic thursday 4 o'clock he will shut down everything and says you and me together inside you tell me your problem i'll prescribe the medicine we'll get the job appointed time it doesn't go by chronology he says i give you my time at this season that is kairos i want to define uh kairos as god's appointed time christmas happened not because we had time christmas happened because of god's appointed time mind you god is not in a hurry for those who think god has to click some buttons and get that html code going god will do something god is not in a hurry he knows his time for 430 years people were crying telling send us a deliverer they got squeezed out burnt out in egypt god would not come i don't know there are two big silences for 10 generations they grew in numbers but there was no deliverer when there was huge killing in egypt when a new pharaoh came he knew that people in goshen were getting multiplied god somehow knew that this is the time to send moses we don't define the time we got to seize time there are certain things that we need to act in his time it's not according to our time if we get to move and seize the season we can do something about this one life people walking in darkness have seen a great light i see a prophesy he said a virgin will have a child i think pastor prem was preaching on micah micah knew the prophecies now look at this there's one group of people who think they are smart look at pharisees look at pharisees look at the wise men and the shepherds 
the pharisees knew the text the pharisees knew the law the pharisees knew the prophecy the pharisees knew ephrata means bethlehem the pharisees knew that bethlehem is going to be a dusty town closer to the capital jerusalem the pharisees knew and when herod comes to the scene the wise men go there how many wise men came to see wow pastor prem please take care of that you know wise men came to see her and we know what they say in fact the wise men traveled two years through arabia the dusty storm they carried you know you cannot three people cannot come in through the desert yeah if you have gone through the desert the caravan how many of you have been to desert safari came back alive yeah only us i mean you, you missed the route you don't know there's no navigation they come to her and they say where is the one who has been born king of the jews we've seen his star in the east we have come to worship him so they come to herod and place it where is the one the king of the jews herod is panic he clicks the button and then the pharisees come pharisees says ah we know this messiah business they say they open the scroll they say the book of micah we know he's been born he's going to be born in bethlehem in judea that is the southern israel we know we know the map we know the interpretation we know micah but did they go to see they didn't see some of us have so much of information so much of preaching we know so much of it but when it comes to acts we give up we give up and i challenge you in the name of jesus jesus gospel is two things and to simplify it's not come and see sometimes christmas story is come and see the baby in the manger but the true challenge of jesus is come and die unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies If you really want to follow me it's not come to Bethlehem and see the babe in the manger it is Mark 8:34 if you truly want to follow me deny yourself take up the cross which means to die it's not come and see move from come and see to come and die Amen Amen Little amen okay amen. I have a question why we always say amen and not a woman Pastor Brain will handle the question Amen Amen I got used to this little loud please excuse me you know and uh, i won't be there too long don't worry i pray that we will not be stuffed overloaded with this christmas information and we really don't see the real matter is baby in the manger no wonder shepherds were lying in the field they got an info from heaven go into bethlehem today a savior has been born to you he is christ the lord you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes they hurried they didn't ask questions they hurried to see the babe in the manger when they saw him they were overjoyed and spread the news concerning the child we got to act on the gospel not just listen to the gospel just one life how many christmas stories you want how many more infos we need before we just go meet jesus one encounter life is not the same three things in life will never come back three things in life will never come back first one time time will not come back no matter what you do life does not give you an option of rewind button i wish i traveled when i was a teenager i wish i i wish i did i wish i wish at 35 i wish i go back at 40 i wish i did not do this to my wife or to my husband i wish my children were i wish i did a choice when god told me to i wish i gave i wish time 
the reaction time for Titanic when it hit the iceberg, it was only 45 or 48 seconds for it to decide. And the captain made a wrong choice. Andrew Murdoff was the first officer and uh, the man at that, at, that, at that hole, it's called the crow's nest. He saw, he rang the bell thrice and he said iceberg right ahead. They had only reaction time less than a minute. If he would have hit the iceberg head on, 1,700 people wouldn't have died. Time doesn't come back. You can't go back and say, I made a mistake. I'll try to do it. No. Life equals time. You lose time, you lose life. You lose life, you lose time. No wonder at the grave, nothing of you is mentioned, only your time is mentioned. 1971 to 1971, if there's a number like that. That's all. Life is condensed with time. What you do in this time frame is what remains forever. Amen. First thing, time doesn't come. Act. When there is time, act. When you're convicted, act. Acts 2.37, people gathered around Jerusalem at the Feast of Pentecost. The word came. They were cut to the heart. They didn't go back home. They ran to Peter and said, what shall we do now? Our hearts are slit open. Whenever you're speaking, we are convicted. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Act upon. Do not harden your heart when the word comes. Do not harden your heart and put it away. One thing I know about the Holy Spirit, he will speak once, he will speak twice. And if I keep gazing at him angrily, if I keep putting off the word, I lose the sensitivity. No wonder it's called the callous heart, leprous heart. No matter how much speaking happens, nothing moves you. And I pray that 2019, a little more that we have, a fresh brand new year is coming. Something will happen in our hearts to act. Amen. Amen. Second, words don't come back. What do you speak? You spoke it. You know how weddings are done? As far as Christian weddings, weddings, some of the newly married are here. Nothing happened on the day of wedding. No earthquake, no volcano, no tsunami. Both stood next to each other and they spoke the word. You, you, you tie a thali or put a ring or exchange the Bible or do whatever you want that is, uh, that is different. But you know what binds the two individuals? Is that one word? Do you take take da 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 da? I do. The moment you say I do, it's over. <laughs> you cannot say half an hour, do I? <laughs> I do. Ah, I do. I do. It's just two words that binds people for life. You cannot get detract on your word. No wonder in our confession of our faith we get saved. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Jesus Christ says Lord salvation begins. Words are so powerful. Jesus said in Matthew 12.36 For every careless word we are going to give an account. For every careless word, reckless word. I think Pastor Prem preached much on that. Conniving words. Be careful of that. Words cannot be said. You cannot say spelling mistake. You cannot say forget it. No. Forgetting will not happen. It's always there in our memory. There's no, there's no way you can erase this. And I pray that in our relationship, in our church, no wonder praise and worship. What does God delight? No, no, when, did you know that when only one or two play the music and all of us, we use words to worship God. It matters. 
it matters when two or three gather together and pronounce his name it matters he will come it matters gospel is furthered with the words preaching is god's idea for all our modern christians let me tell you jesus said the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach open your mouth and declare words god is willing to put his strength into the words of us feeble people you speak it will be done in my name you shall in the name of jesus silver and gold have i none what i have i give unto thee in the name you got to release words words have so much power second thing words don't come back third one is what i want to speak opportunities opportunity opportunities opportunities will never come back you lose it it's gone there's one thing you should not have in life as that word regret regret you talk to senior people they sit down they have their chai and they'll tell you some stories of regret i wish no one should have that i wish i did this i wish that day i i i i committed myself i wish i said i'm sorry i wish i get back opportunities don't opportunities are like a pendulum once the swing is there due to momentum it doesn't come back and wait lost it it's gone So I want to use that word opportunity to to bring a few characters from the Bible and I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 1 you have the Christmas story there and I want to share from the regrets of two of them who couldn't be there in Matthew chapter 1 and I just want to read those two verses Matthew chapter 1 verse 2 Anybody want to read Matthew 1 2 or 1 2 yes Abraham begot Isaac Isaac begot Jacob and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers Yeah I want to preach from this and it's very strange but don't worry we will land on the right matter You have the names of the patriarch there and we will also read 1 6 And Jesse begot David the king David the king begot Solomon by her Thank you. Now in um, Genesis 1 to Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of, of, of everybody of, actually should have not been Jacob. It should have been Esau. Let me speak about Esau. Esau was the firstborn. If you can turn to Genesis 25 and, and keep the Bible there. For those of us who have feasted on the Old Testament and especially the narratives, the histories of part of it and Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Jacob was not part of the scene. If you notice it, it was the two sons. The older one was Esau. Just, just think with me. It should have been the children of Esau. It should have been the tribe of Esau. It should have been the land of Esau. It should have been the God of Esau. He's a mystic. Lost his opportunity to be featured in the text. Heaven and earth will pass away but his word will never pass away. It should have been Esau down through Matthew chapter 1. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Esau. But he didn't see his name featured. The opportunity came close to him but he lost it. He missed it. 
the day came when he was hungry genesis 25 was so hungry verse 29 once when jacob was cooking stew isa was in the open country famished tired quick let me have some of the red stew i'm famished jacob replied first sell me your birthright look i'm dying what good is this birthright jacob said swear to me so he swore an oath selling his birthright then jacob saw esau or gave esau some bread and some some anybody what is the meaning of lentil lentil means parup from this you get our famous south indian sambar can you imagine for some roti and sambar he lost eternity for roti and sambar he lost his calling his calling for sambar mind you The last line is scary when the Bible says in 34 So Esau despised in our colloquial language means cheap cheapo cheap calling was counted so cheap to be featured in the in the book of God to be in the line of what God did birthright and inheritance was very costly everything moved there was a move of god in the birthright god designed it that way that he would bring his own son through the movement of the family lineage he lost it one opportunity to be the birth, to be the firstborn he lost it how what big day second peter 1 says 110 says make sure Can we do do that? Second Peter one ten. Second Peter one ten. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling, calling and election sure. Can I tell something here to everybody? We all jump with joy for salvation and good news that you are saved. But I tell you, there is a calling on your life. There is a calling. There is a divine assignment on your life. Look at the sacrifices today young people are making right this region we pray for Martali and KR Puram and Whitefield so many leave their homes i've got three younger sisters in our days now that i'm very old 7 o'clock was a cut off for the girls 11 was a cut off for the boys at 11 if you don't come mummy's at the gate wondering if second coming has happened or not <laughs> and girls after 7 no why we were we were a protective culture we were an honor culture so 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 we we didn't want our sisters or probably the parents thought it was not so wise enough but look at for the sake of career the sacrifices you're making come at 12 o'clock there at the bus stop near kalamandir for me as a as one serving the state in the youth department for me they are our people this generation is our people we need an impact on this generation and if the young people are able to make such huge sacrifices for the sake of the career where are they for the sake of the calling you leave your job you leave your mummy's food you have stomach upset you go to endoscopy you've got all the health insurances you're willing to make every sacrifice for the sake of career keshav das gupta bengali man did a did a study on our indian youth and he said 80% of indians their number one drive is career one day i was speaking at a nursing college it was a strange experience i was the only rose among the thorns 
you know a whole flood of girls wearing white and and, and i was i was really shivering only the pastor who took with me he was so strong i had somebody who wanted somebody to pray for me sunita was not there you know after i preaching i started interacting with the nursing uh, students and i said what do you want to do and most of them are from god's own country uh, and but they wanted to leave god's own country america us canada australia we want to go to dubai next to dubai is abu dubai i want to go there i ask you what makes you to leave everything and go there my dad sold his land took the documents put it in the bank 6 7 lakhs loan is there so i need to work hard our property is stuck up if i don't go no taka no vision i lose it what do all the young people do today send the money home why career career build career do everything they sacrifice they live in small tiny houses they they squeeze themselves why get money give get money give if money and your career can drive you so much i'm begging god where are those who who have the the, the price to pay for that calling i work with a lot of young people i don't know why god gave me that grace but i'm grateful from 1994 i've been preaching to the youngsters lately i was speaking to a couple of the corporate and it hit me when you get into jobs here i mean here you have close to 2000 companies small time startups big time and all that let me tell you where i find i'll come to that point a young person born born up you finish your degree get into a job do clock some 7 years 8 years and then you want to buy a house most of the ads in in once you go to kerala the most of the ads are galagala gold yeah joy alukas joy to the world joy yeah joy it's joy there yeah that song you should do joy to the world langa pannopa there you come to bangalore most anybody what's the most ads you see on the road real estate house now i was talking to this young person what's happening yeah you know family crisis and whatever and i had to i'm working in this place more than 10 years so what i did i took some loan why to get into buy a house so sarjapur road i got a house how much did you pay the money was somewhere around 30 40 lakhs how much is the down payment okay they said close somewhere close to 10 lakhs you pay so now for the next uh, 15 years 15 to 20 years they've asked me to pay 8 9 15 thousand or whatever it is so this is the whole equation and i thought to myself if the angel of the lord who came to mary comes to our youth and says after 5 years we buy the house the call of god is in your life will you do everything and follow me he will say next door i am under the anointing of emi <laughs> unless i finish emi even god cannot move me you can have dream you can have vision you can have anointing you can be talented you can be skillful but you're bound with an emi till you're released from it you cannot fulfill the call of god you're called and your calling is locked up in a 30 by 40 god i'm asking a question if so much can be paid you can get a vision for the next 15 years and sell it out to your work and your career god bless you no problem with that but i'm telling why can't we make our calling and election sure where are those who are convicted of their calling opinions are good nobody dies for opinions but conviction they die father of the nation had did not have a 
opinion when he came as a barrister out from South Africa. Truth and non-violence was a conviction for him. He traveled in third class train. He makes use of every moment. He changed his clothes. He had a vision for conviction of truth and non-violence. Look at, look at, look at Martin Luther King. They died for conviction. Look at Jesus. He died for his conviction. The father sent me to be a savior. I'm willing to pay the price. Conviction. Where is conviction in our calling? Sorry, I'm speaking too loud. Pastor, excuse me. Thank God, soundproof is done. Die for conviction. We want those who will enter our city. I'll tell you, the kingdom of God is going to be built by those who have a conviction. Those who have a make their calling sure. If we despise our birthright, if we despise our inheritance, God has no dummies in the kingdom. He doesn't make you and say, pack you off to Google or to Dell and make you dull. No, that's not God. Your mission field is your workplace. You represent Jesus. That's your calling. Your career is not everything. Deuteronomy chapter 8, I think verse 2, 3, 4. God caused people to hunger in the wilderness. He didn't say, go fetch for yourself food. He caused them to hunger in the wilderness, testing them and telling them, man shall not live by bread. It was always rational. The rational for food is to look to the ground for bread, for wine, for oil. But God said, I will cause you to hunger and I will dictate to the heavens. Can you imagine? That God said look to heaven for food. We never do that. Anything on the earth for food we always look down. But God reversed supernaturally to tell. I will lead you through the wilderness. Hold on to the calling. You have a promised land. I want to do something there great. And that's when I want to bring the Christmas story from the land of Israel. From Jerusalem, Judea, Bethlehem, Capernaum. All those regions. You got always look down. But look to me. 40 years. Manna reigned at the command of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by but by the word, but by the command of God. I speak, it will act. We live by that. Have you ever given thought to what God has spoken? Or always have you said, Roti kabla makha. Ye to chalega. My life is all about how much I eat. And you take care of my bread. I want to tell you, how long will we tell that same story? Karnataka missions 1.97 is the statistics of Christians in our, in our, in our state. One point 1.67 I think 1.67 double it triple it quadruple it we don't cross 10 if God has put us here there should be something about the call of God amen, amen. I pray that we will respond to it this is one opportunity you have in life you miss it your God he's a lost birthright the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 for single meal for a single meal. Do you do the Hebrews chapter 12? Hebrews 12 verse 16 Somebody there? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 16 See to it that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son single meal single meal you eat it <coughs> digest delete excrete it gone over there's nothing that you count for a bowl of soup it comes it goes it has no eternal value whether you eat it or don't eat it you cannot place your life on 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 on, on what you eat just for a 
senses. As you know, when he wanted to inherit his blessing, he was, opportunity does not come. And I believe this morning there's an opportunity for your life. You can say, fine, the least thing we can do is, I heard a good message and walk away. What's the big deal? Everything is good. Room is good. Fan is good. Life is good. It's not about what is good that counts in our life. What is God's will counts. And I pray that you will not miss God's will. You will not miss God's will. And look at that. In tears he sought for the blessing. He did not get it. None of you should regret at the end of your life that you climbed a wrong ladder and then you always scratch your head and say, I wish we as a family, I wish I did, I wish we went there, I wish. That's one of the reasons he's not there in the Christmas story is because Esau despised his calling. For some of you, you had visions and dreams. God has spoken to you a million times, but you put it away. There's yet another time God is calling you. I've always known in ministry, it is those who have the little who want to do something for God. I've seen a lot of talented people, been to quite a little places, I've seen the smart. But whenever it comes to this kind of preaching and whenever there's a call given, I've always feel the, I've seen, I've seen in my own eyes, those who got those five loaves and two fishes, they are the ones who say, take me Lord, do something about me Lord. A rich young ruler came to Jesus, rich, everybody wants to be rich, young, oh my. Because we lack so many things, we use lack me. Because we want to look young. Rich, young, ruler. Everyone wants to be a CEO. CCO. CEO. Oh, oh, C. Amen. OC, yeah. You know, everybody wants to be on the rich, young, ruler. Rich, young, ruler came to Jesus. Jesus, I want to follow you. I want eternal life. I've been your fan. I've been following your Facebook post. Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus said, fine, good man, young man. Nice. Uh, why don't you obey the commands of God? Exodus chapter 20. He says, Lord, all these Sunday school lessons all don't want. Alamana satyam. You give me, Lord. Deep truth. I want, I want something. Andamadri. Lord said, fine. You, you don't like all these uh, command business? Okay, fine. I'll give you good preaching. He said, man, go home. ICICI. Bank of Baroda. HDFC. Ayobi. Ayobi. Clear everything. Don't put in investments banking. Eh? Kotek Mahendra, no. He said, give it to the... Why give it to the poor? Anybody? Why give it to the poor? Ah. Pastor, don't answer all my questions. You know the, my preaching everything. Because they can't... Thank you, Pastor Prem. They can't give back. They can't give back. Whenever you give to the beggar, you never say, Hey, next week, Ra. Same time I'm coming at the parking lot. Make sure you double and give it to me back. Never you say to the beggar. He'll put one salam, story is over. Jesus said, give everything you have to the poor. Because the poor will not have strength to give you back. And then come and follow me. Every, 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 every. It takes everything in you to follow Jesus. Rich young ruler was so sad. Put his head down, downcast, walking away. If I was Jesus, I would have said, Hey, Macha, Kamra, let's do 50 50. I know you're very sad. You take 50, I take 50. Come and follow me. Did Jesus ever say that? No. Discipleship demands everything. Your life demands everything. You can't give 50 to the Lord. 
Calling demands everything. You've got to give all your thought, your will, your attention. Be intentional to fulfill the call of God. Don't despise God's calling in your life. Because he didn't do that one act. He missed out the Christmas story. Today we would have been reading for the last 2,000 years. Abraham, the son of Isaac. Isaac was the son of, or was the father of Esau. We'd have been worshipping the God of Esau. Jesus would have been from the line of Esau. Most of the Bible would have, you know, would have done that, that, that control S search and put Jacob, delete Jacob and put Esau. Most of the text would have been Esau. He missed it. One day heaven is going to open. He's going to come back. The king of kings will come. He's not going to be born as a tiny little baby. He's going to come as a king of kings and the lord of lords. The Bible says his reward is going to be with him. His recompense is going to be with him. And one day your name and my name is going to be called out. All that we do for Christ is going to be honored. No wonder Paul used to say, your labor and lord will not going to go in vain. He is coming back revelation as the reward is with him. When your name is called, will you have the reward? Will you have the gift? Christmas is all about gift, but that gift is going to be eternal. Don't miss your calling. Amen. Father, help me with the time. It's, uh, don't see the time, please. Thank God we don't have a clock in this wonderful hall. I knew this is Pentecostal <coughs> church. Yeah. Another name that we thought of uh, David was the father of anybody? Father of Solomon. I want you to take to one strange text and we all agree to what is happening around our country to at least familiarize with this text. 2 Samuel chapter 13. 2 Samuel chapter 13. Sandwiched between the story of David and Bathsheba and Absalom's Conspiracy. You have a strange story which just comes in the Bible and just goes away. You have a rape story with all that's happening around our country with Hyderabad and Unnao with Nirbhaya case in 2012 December with 95 rapes in Delhi alone with so much of human trafficking movements that's going on. You have this boy and girl, Amnon and Tamar. I always wondered why a rape story in the holy text? Why is it that you bring about Amnon from nowhere? We don't even know who he is and suddenly he comes. And I want to tell us, if you don't overcome secret sin, and I define that, secret sexual sin, you lose your calling, you lose your purpose. And I want to tell you who this Amnon is. We all have a little bit of Bible knowledge. David had somewhere 17 women in his life and uh, don't ask me why the difficult questions I had over the pastor praying you know and his first wife the one for whom he shot 2,200 Philistine soldiers and brought their foreskin through that Saul and said give me your daughter Michal she was childless and uh, there was some gara 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 so he went out of the kingdom. He was out there. Second Samuel chapter 5, for the want of time. Uh, Second Samuel chapter 3. Chapter 3 
and verses 2 onwards, you have children born to David. And I want to travel with that same thought of birthright and being uh, firstborn. Verse 2, sons were born to David in Hebron, that is seven years he was in Hebron before he went to Jerusalem and built his own city to be the king. Seven years he was there. And then you have the list of the wives of David. Yeah, Let's go through the, the six wives of David. First one is, verse 2. Thank you for speaking. Yeah. Ahinoam, second. Abigail, third. Maka, fourth. Hagith, fifth. Abital, sixth. Egla. Where is Bathsheba? Where is Solomon? David was the father of Solomon. In the first list, you don't have anyone. In fact, who is who, who, who is the firstborn? Let's take the firstborn out there. Verse 2. Amnon! God, he knew Psalm 139. He has hemmed everybody. He's made everybody fearfully and wonderfully. He's got a calling on everybody's life. Nothing is out of purpose. In Genesis chapter 1, when God created, the last line was, He saw it was good. What do you mean by good in Hebrew? Good means that which I've created will achieve its purpose. That's good. Good is not because, oh yeah, God is good. Put a thumbs up on WhatsApp. No, that's not the good. When God creates something, it has got the potential to fulfill the purpose. That is good. When we say God is good, that means He doesn't lie. He's honest and keeps his word to thousand generations. He's compassionate. When he speaks, he acts on it. That is God. That is good. Goodness of God is constant. It doesn't change like the weather. Amen. Amnon was the firstborn. Amnon, the calling of God was on Amnon. The prophecy over Saul. Can I tell you something? Prophecies do fail. Can I tell you something? If we harden our heart and be rebellious, the, the plan that God has for you will fail. 1 Samuel 13, I'm just very quickly on the passing. Let me tell you, Saul was asked to wait at Michmash for seven days. It was the duty of the priest to come and pronounce a blessing before they go to war over the Philistines. He waited probably six days and he messed it up on the seventh day. Wait, God is not in a hurry in your life. Wait, wait, you lost a job, no problem. Wait, wait, you're going through affliction. Wait, he will come through. Today we become so instant with our, with our Christian life. Nothing is so instant. Wait, wait, wait. The first story of the Bible is the story of Job. He had to wait for God to do something. As I mentioned, I think two Sundays ago, for all the trouble that he was going through, God had 77 questions for him. He had to wait. The latter part of Job's life was glorious than the former. He had to wait, wait. Nothing is instant. And today I'm scared of the Jesus we are preaching. Much of the Jesus we preach is not there in the Bible. We've crafted a new Jesus and he's featured more on YouTube and clicks and likes. Sorry, you've got to have your own text. I encourage everyone to bring your own Bible. Study the printed Bible. I don't know how much I can say on this. I'll tell you, we are in a danger of losing the crystal clear, undiluted, authorized scripture from God. If we don't have this, we lose it. We lose it. The next generation has to come. The move in AG, AG has to go. We need to have a couple of them who can stand firm and preach the word. 20 years from now, we need our children to stand firm and hold on to the text. This gospel has survived 2,000 years. Christmas story has been preached over and over again. We cannot sell it for a soup to Santa. Amen. We want those who have conviction to die. Travel two years, the wise man came and asked this one question. We want to see Jesus not for selfie. We want to see Jesus to worship. 
Today I find more of kids happening with our mobiles than searching for Jesus. We want to worship Him. Worship is costly. It's not a song. It's life. All that they did was worship and that's all they came to the scene and they went away. Worship Him. They paid the price with their searching and seeking. Let's come back to Amnon. Amnon had the call. Amnon was supposed to be featured in the Christmas story. He was there supposed to be in chapter 1. He lost it. Why he lost it? He sold his calling for sensuous sin. For a pleasure that lasted for 8 minutes. He fell in love with a girl. The girls were put in harem. Harem as a special quarters for, for, for the princesses those days. It was so easy for him to act in dignity and in royalty. To say, I love this girl and I want to marry her. When lust comes in, you lose vision. I want to tell something. I don't have much time. I want to tell and hurry up and tell this very quickly. Whenever we give it to secret sin, whenever we give it to sexual sin, we lose authority. Authority is lost. There's a big scriptural lesson. Authority and calling is lost. Every time you fall into the same sensuous sin over and over again, you lose authority. If I were to revise Jacob, I'm sorry, Joseph's story with Potiphar's wife, and if I were to narrate it in a Bollywood fashion, if, both, if Joseph would have fallen to Potiphar's wife, and they would have bedded together. You know, what's the next part of the story? When Potiphar would come, Joseph and Potiphar have taken the gun, shoot him, Potiphar's dead, you get the whole estate, because you're the boss of the estate. You're gone. So the story would have, would have crippled from there if sex would have been saturated of the whole thing. But this man said no. You know what happened? Every time you defeat sin, authority is given to you. You are in the position of authority in the next, in prison. Your position of authority in the palace. You are lifted up as number one. Even Pharaoh says, Pharaoh at 30, this all happened at 30 in Joseph. And Pharaoh calls him father. Only for the matters of this concerning. Otherwise, Joseph, you are there. What happens every time you say no to sin, you rise in authority. Unknown, where are you? You know, what is happening to our men when you hear cases of rape and, and, and molest and porn and every kind of diverse sin? When, when Reliance gave that 1GB free, I knew what was happening to our young people. Paul, I mean, I, I, I'm preaching to youngsters. Men, women, fathers, grandfathers, from the prison to the parliament or whatever, people are infected with this virus. Secret sin. When we lose authority, wives don't want to listen to their husbands, children don't want to listen to their parents. Why? No authority. You leaked out authority. What happened to Amnon? He lost his authority as a firstborn. Always remember, lust grows in the field of leisure. He told the woman, the girl, come and bring me some bread. 
but actually he wanted better. Once you are in, infected with lust, you lose the focus of everything. Lust says, I need it, I need it now. You never look for the future. You lost it. I want, there's a very strange passage. I want to bring our attention to what does this girl say just before she's raped? There's something to think about. She's almost going to be raped. And she's almost going to be pushed on the couch. She with her wisdom says something. I pray to challenge us. Here we go. Second Samuel chapter 13. Verse 12. Or was 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 eleven, but when she took it to him, he grabbed her and said, "Come to bed with me, my sister." Verse twelve. Don't, my brother. Don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. Look at she's got a national focus. She's got a focus of the nation. Such thing should not be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. What about me? Where could I get rid of my disgrace? What about me? Think about my future. Think about my lineage. Think about me as a woman. I'm from the royalty. I've got some dignity. I'm known. Don't do such thing to me. Don't disgrace me. What about me? I lose everything for this eight minutes. Look at what she says to him. And what about you? She would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Wicked fools. The, the memory is going to be etched with his words. This guy was a fool. He had a calling. He was next in line to the throne of David. There was the, 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 the Lord had promised that not even one will be missing to sit on the throne of David. Unknown was to be featured in the lineage of Jesus but lost it. Why? You didn't overcome sin. How much God has stored for you and for me if only we knew how to overcome besetting sins. That's what the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 12. Easily entangles. Beware. Beware. She says you would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please let me speak to the king. He goes down the memory lane as one of the wicked fools and not as the firstborn. Lost him. You lost him. Amnon should have been there in the Christmas story. But lost him. From the place of royalty, from the place of dignity, from the place of being a ruler, became a wicked fool and got murdered very quickly. Did you know that lusts exit you from your calling very quickly? You lose focus. I don't know how many young people or old people I've seen. If only I did not do this, brother, I would have been in the ministry for too long. My wife would have respected me. My family would have been there together. Lost it. I pray we will not lose another opportunity to come to Jesus. I want to tell you, whoever you are in the name of Jesus, if you're struggling with any secret sin, come to Jesus. I've not known anybody superior to the voice of the Savior. Come to Jesus. Counseling is good. Reading that book is good. Unless you have an encounter with the Lord, you will never get back to your calling. For some of us, your past is visiting you too much 
and killing and sabotaging your future. That's what the tool of the enemy use your past. No, I'm like this. I'm like this. I'm like this. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I pray that you will find the Savior. Amen. In closing, I want to talk about Mary. And uh, let me, let me do this and, and God willing, probably pick it up next Sunday. Christmas is a story of divine intervention. Let me hurry on this point as we close. Christmas is possible when you embrace interruptions. Christmas is possible when you embrace interruption. Kairos is functional when you embrace interruptions. Let me just quickly highlight Joseph and then stick to Mary. Joseph was planning for his marriage when he was interrupted by a pregnancy of his would-be wife. And so after coming to know that his wife is would-be wife is pregnant, interruption, he's planning for divorce. The man who's supposed to be planning for wedding is now planning for a divorce, interruption. Just imagine if he goes and said, I, this business, I don't want all these godly, this prophecy, this dream, all this is rubbish. I go ahead and divorce. I'm going to talk to the lawyers. I'm going to see what the family court is going to say. I'm going to go by it and get rid of this girl. You know, the Christmas story would have happened. I don't think. God's will is accomplished by those who are willing to embrace interruption. If we are not, if we don't have the guts to embrace interruptions in our life, we are not on Kairos moment. We want Kronos. Let me talk about Mary. Luke chapter 1 verse. We'll just stick to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Verse 26. Now if you want... By the way, you, you, you get only, God has how many sons in his language? John 3.16, he sent two sons to come and die for us. He has one son, God. If for one son you need how many mothers? One mother. So the plan of God is only one. Only one. Mary is the choice. Now, if you want beautiful girls those days, 2,000 years ago, if you want well-learned girls, there were three other better civilizations. One was Rome. One was Babylon, other was Egypt. I mean, as if God does not know the globe that we need to teach him. And if you want to settle in Israel, Israel, by the way, was under captivity of the Romans. And the posh places are somewhere on the north. Samaria, you don't come because that's a little, again, a weaker place. You come down to the south and not so nice place is Bethlehem. Bethlehem has got just one, one, one small little, should I use the word, service road. To go to Jerusalem, three kilometers or so. It's a very dusty road, and so if you happen to be in the night on that way, that passageway en route, you have a small inn. That's all it's known for just Jerusalem. Jerusalem becomes a Bethlehem is known for that. Now, if at all you want to see and get a girl, now where is uh, Mary from? Mary was from Bangalore. Mary was from South India, Nazareth. Mary was, you know, what was Nazareth known for? Alva and banana chips. What was Nazareth known for anybody? Nazareth known for? Father, help us know. Nazareth was known for
hooliganism. <coughs> Nazareth was known for hooliganism. Nazareth was known to be a very terror-stricken place. In fact, one nice man from Nazareth, Nathaniel, says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? People, and, people walking in darkness have seen a great light. There was a cry in Ephrathah. You see the prophecies? It's always a bloody place. Out of all the people, all the regions in the world, the angel of the Lord comes to Nazareth. And then, Mary, Miriam, Mary. Mary was 15 years old when she got this call. 15. What do girls do at 15? Finishing the 10th standard. Today's girls. And the angel comes and says, Greetings Mary, you are highly favored. I wondered what that means in today's language. It means, hey Mary, whole heaven is talking about you. They forgot all the beautiful places, all the regions. You in Nazareth, I'm a very unlikely city. You do background check, Google check, this check. You go onto all the pages that are nothing good about her. By the way, 2,000 years ago, the girls were known to bring firewood and get some water, clean the place, not much in education because all the 13 and plus, you learn the Hebrew alphabet. But the men, the women were supposed to be subdued, be there, and then the angelic vegetation comes. You're highly favored. Wow. What is it, angel? Am I going to become Miss Nazareth? Am I going to win some IIT, TDI? Am I, am I going to get some good marks? What's going to happen to me? Am I pimples going to be removed? What is it, angel? Please tell me I'm highly favored. What's highly favored? Oh, wow. You're going to be pregnant. Come again. Pregnant. Pregnant? Me? Ah, that girl is 23, married for two years and praying for pregnant. Please go there. I'll give you. Pregnancy was an interruption to a girl who's never known marriage. Interruption. We all, if you use our rational mind, that's a problem with this generation. If you keep thinking about the calling and the divine assignment, we never accomplish. We ask a million questions and miss the time. All that Jesus had to say to Peter and Andrew is, leave your nets and follow me. Peter would have asked, can we have a coffee day? A lot of things happen over a coffee. Let's discuss about calling and coffee. What is this? Simply follow me. Come and follow me. You know what Jesus said? I will make you. I challenge you to go to any encyclopedia in the world and find out if there's a word called fisher of men. Fisher of fishes there. Fisher of men was coined by Jesus. Was it called neologoism? Is there a word like that? Neologo? New word coined by Jesus. Fisher of men. Why? He saw the future, the destiny at present. And then he calls you. I challenge you on this Christmas story. God has seen your 2020, 2040, 2060 and he calls you today. Amen. If you have guts, you say yes, Lord. And if you want rational, what about my job? What about my... What do you think? What do you think? What do you think Peter would have gone and told his mother-in-law? Hey, what happened to you today? No, he told Jesus, don't leave the fish. Fish! And the boat! Leave everything and come and follow me. So you leave my boat, you leave, you didn't go to business? Yes, tomorrow where are you going? He said, come and follow me. I'm leaving everything and going. Calling. Because he's seen your future today. Mary, you are highly favored for the last 6,000 years.
years in the planet. Your name has been coming up over and over again. Today I've come to tell you that you will have a child. The child that's going to be born is the son of the most high. The power of God will come on you. You will be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Mary, this is your season, your Kairos moment. God did not look because you're 15 or 5 or 25. The time has come. The Savior should be born. Will you accept the call of God? everybody. How long will we listen to Mary Joseph? I think you know better than me. Unless and until we act. Let's not be like the Pharisee doing all our calculations. Getting all our timings right. Getting the narrative right. Getting all the Christmas story on in place. Getting all the nativity scene. Everything is okay. But will you have the guts to say Yes Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. Just imagine 15 year old girl becoming pregnant. Pregnancy cannot hide. You cannot put in. At the time when she's supposed to be playing basketball, she's having a football. And all around she has to go. It's a public blessing. Without marriage, being a woman, being from Nazareth, the word of the Lord comes and says, your favor. I tell you, because of Jesus, we have favor. Favor is not to get promotions. Thank God for it. That only works. Favor is to function in your calling. Don't miss it in your life. I like what this teenage girl said. Christmas starts with the teenager. And she gets to write a huge song. I don't know where. I think it's 20 years after Jesus when Luke would go to house to house and, and he would carefully investigate for the sake of Theophilus. Probably he stumbled upon one house and Mary filled with the Holy Ghost from verse 35. She was ecstatic and, and filled with the Holy Spirit. She starts going on with a song mode. And the song was too loud. Mary's Magnificat was too loud that somebody overheard and penned it down. That's why you have the Mary song. At 15, this girl said, Yes, Lord. Can you do that verse 37 as we close this morning? The angel said, for nothing is impossible with God. God can use you. God has got a plan for you. God has got a favor on you. And that favor you have never seen in life. I pray that we'll be conscious of his divine assignment in our life. He knocks at your door. At six months when Elizabeth is pregnant, the angel comes. He comes at the Kairos moment. Don't miss the season of God in your life. 38, I am the Lord's servant and everything you say happened to me. KGB says, be it unto me according to your word. Close your eyes this morning. Christmas story interrupts your life. You might have a job, you might have a family. But have dreams, aspirations, desire, but there's an insertion, interruption. That interruption turns into an intervention. It's so easy for me to preach. It's also easy for us to listen. But if you're not having an encounter, if the word does not hit us, strip us, open our understanding, I think we're just going to sail through this 2019 Christmas. I just say we had a good time. Shall we all rise to our feet? I don't want to give a personal call, but let's have a collective call. Lord, 
I want to fulfill your will. Shall you get into this prayer mode and say, be done to me. For some of you, the Lord has spoken to you many times. The Lord has already given you a call. Would you lift both of your hands to the Lord and begin to pray and say, Lord, I give myself to you. If you mean it, you say, and I pray that that day will not come. But we'll have to regret and say, I wish I gave a couple of my years. I wish I spoke gospel to this person at the desk. I wish I did something for the Lord in my life. I wish I gave. I wish I went to the city when the Lord spoke to us. I wish I served the Lord. I wish we made our house as a prayer house. I pray we will not retire and resign in regret. That will open up and say like Mary. I know who you are. What's your background? Which city you've come from? What you're going through? But this morning I want to tell you in the name of Jesus. If you have guts to say. Here I am Lord. Be done to me what you have thought about it. I want to tell you God knows your future. Let interruptions come. Sickness could be an interruption. Jobless situation could be an interruption. Different other channels, ch challenges that you're going through can be it. But it's in that interruption you have intervention. It's so easy to say, not be Lord and push away. But I want to tell you, can you be like Mary to say, yes, Lord, whatever you have spoken to me. Destiny. 